Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't look now, but billionaires are beginning to flee the dollar as they look for somewhere, anywhere safe, to stash their value. Just a year ago, I'd say stash their cash. If you're not paying attention to this, you should be. I like Clayton Morris of Morning Invest Podcast's reaction the best to learning the shocking news. And yes, it was shocking that billionaire hedge fund manager and investment whiz Ray Dalio had bought Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency. Normally, that wouldn't be such a big deal, except Dalio had mocked and derided it just last year. But that was before he declared that cash was trash. I don't know whether you guys have actually bought any Bitcoin, but I certainly know that you're interested in it. We've certainly. I have some Bitcoin. Whoa. Did I just hear that correctly? Did, can you re-rack that tape, please? I don't know whether you guys have actually bought any Bitcoin, but I certainly know that you're interested in it. We've certainly I have some Bitcoin. Yes, it's true. Billionaire hedge fund manager Ray Dalio owns Bitcoin. He owns a big bag of Bitcoin. I'm surprised. I will admit I am surprised. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be. After all, Ray Dalio has certainly talked about the coming collapse of the currency. He's often said repeatedly, we featured it here on the show, that cash is trash, meaning that a dollar today is worth less tomorrow. Wait, the coming collapse of the currency? And the thing is, as Morris points out, Dalio is not alone. I think we're at a real pivotal moment right now. Today of days, you have former Goldman Sachs executive joining Coinbase as a chief policy officer. This is like a flippening in the market. Wall Street goes to crypto. And now you have Ray Dalio and Stanley Drunkenmiller, all big institutional investors coming out in favor of cryptocurrency as a potential store of value against a worsening U.S. dollar. What's interesting, too, is that Ray Dalio, up until just a few months ago, was bearish on crypto. He didn't believe it had a store of value. Here's what he said. Back in November, Dalio began to show a change of heart this year. He said there exists the possibility that Bitcoin and its competitors can fill that growing need for an alternative store of value, he wrote back in January. But of course, underlying all of this is the massive debt cycle in this inflationary period that we are now seeing. And those billionaires and executives are not alone. Then it happened. The next shoe dropped. Today, actually, May 27th. Carl Icahn shocked the investment world by announcing he plans to buy at least $1.5 billion in digital currencies. All of a sudden, just like that. What are all these people reacting to? 
I'll get to that in a minute. Keep listening. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. What makes that so astonishing is that the legendary billionaire and activist investor had mocked and derided cryptocurrencies. Not that long ago, just like billionaire investor and hedge fund manager Ray Dalio had. Yahoo Finance writes, once likening cryptocurrency to the 18th century Mississippi land bubble that led to the collapse of the stock markets in Europe, Icon now appears intrigued by cryptocurrency's potential. Quote, I'm looking at the whole business, said Icon, referring to the crypto industry. I'm not looking at what to buy necessarily at this time. I'm just looking at the whole business and how I might get involved in it. These aren't the only billionaires to suddenly get all hot and bothered about cryptocurrency. Add Mark Cuban, Michael Saylor, and Howard Marks to that list, too. All of a sudden, well, you're seeing shocking increases in prices at the grocery store. They're seeing shocking changes in cash and how quickly it loses its value where they shop, which is the investment market. To understand what they're seeing, you have to understand we hold the world's reserve currency. What's that? The one currency everyone defaults to when they need to make sure their value, their investment, keeps its value. So if you're closing a corporate deal across international lines, you change 
your currency into dollars and conduct the deal. If you're buying the oil, this is where the petrodollar comes in. You change into U.S. dollars first, and then you'd conduct the transaction. If you're in Finland and you want to move your retirement accounts around or just go to cash for a while, you change out of your currency and into ours. Why? Psychology. It's the strongest. It's the safest. You know everything you worked for, whether you're a multi-million dollar corporation or just a savvy investor who's done really well with his 401k, you know the dollar will hold its value. So all these people reaching for more dollars to store their value in, their currency in, or just to transact in, creates almost an artificial demand for the dollar beyond what the dollars from any other country can command because they're not the reserve currency. But the moment that changes and confidence in the dollar begins to decline, you're going to see radical 180 reactions exactly like the kind you're seeing right now from these billionaires. So while you notice the outrageous price increases in beef, chicken, basic consumable goods, billionaire Michael Saylor sees costs going up too. Here's how he recently described what's happening with the dollar on Squawk Box, and it's shocking. Well, the risk of holding dollars is you're losing 1% to 2% of your purchasing power per month with 100% certainty. So that's the, that's the position we got ourselves into with the monetary policy. That's shocking. In a month? You can't have that happen if you're using dollars to, say, conduct an international business deal. It'll take a month. By the time the deal's done, you've lost 1% to 2% of your value. Impossible to use a currency like that as your reserve currency. And what will you do? You go looking for something else. Somewhere, anywhere to stash your value, which we used to call cash. Well, if you're a billionaire hedge fund manager or you think in hundreds of millions or billions, you can't exactly stack all that in gold in your garage and you wouldn't want to anyway. You need somewhere you can move it to easily, safely, that you hope, please God, will hold its value. The problem is the weakening dollar, the inflationary cycle, the money printing, it's all going to whack the stock market out. It's going to whack out everything it touches so where do you put your cash you stash it the only place that's left cryptocurrency and even if you didn't like cryptocurrency so much before you love it now because you don't really have anywhere else to go and so that that fear of the sudden instability of the dollar is pushing even the most reluctant investors toward crypto because there's nowhere else to go what's all this caused by simple too much spending too much borrowing and printing by Washington, creating too much dollars. And every dollar they create is worth a little less because now there's more of them. Do that enough times. As I've explained before on this podcast, you lose your reserve currency status and the value of the dollar will deflate like a balloon. Now, I wouldn't call this a run on cryptocurrency quite yet, but there's something that could turn it into one. I'll tell you what it is next. So here's how a billionaire like Michael Saylor, who you should know is a huge Bitcoin enthusiast, he'd like you to buy it too because he's got billions of his dollars in Bitcoin. But put that aside for a minute and listen to how he thinks about it. Bitcoin is the apex property of the human race. If I had a billion dollars and I buy a building in New York City, I can't move it. If I buy a billion dollars of Apple stock, it has no tangible value outside of the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ. I can't move it. 
I can't move sovereign debt around. Bitcoin, if you own a billion dollars of Bitcoin, it's available to trade in any currency, on any exchange, anywhere in the world. I can move it to a million different counterparties and I can take personal custody. And that makes it the highest form of property rights. There's no reason that that makes it the least likely thing to be impaired. There's no CEO to screw it up, no board of directors to screw it up. The mayor of New York can't tax it if the governor of California wants to put a property tax on it. Bitcoin can move to Wyoming. Where else in the world can we find a decentralized system that can help lift up impoverished people all around the world is not devalued, debased by any one government? Cryptocurrency. So that's how Michael Saylor and then Clayton Morris think about Bitcoin. I don't want to do a commercial for Bitcoin here. I've never been too wild about it before until my husband and I broke down and bought it last week. I own it now, and I'm still not wild about it. But I suspect we bought it for the same reasons Icon and Dalio did. Not because we're big fans, we're not. But as a way to divide up our savings so that we can put what we have in different pots as a hedge, a protection against what may be coming. And when you string the headlines of the last couple of weeks together, you can tell something is. Former Treasury Secretary and formerly esteemed Democrat economist until about three weeks ago, Larry Summers, on the front pages of the London Financial Times in a total panic, begging the Democrats to stop spending before it's too late. China announcing its own cryptocurrency, the Federal Reserve, right behind it, announcing its digital dollar, the potential for one anyway, backed by dollars. <laughs> it's worth, I don't know what. The signs are everywhere. If you start looking, you'll see them too. Like this headline on payments.com, Apple job posting hints at move into crypto payments. What are they talking about? That's a Financial Times report about Apple looking to staff up its new cryptocurrency payment division. You know, so you could play with cryptocurrency the way you would with a debit card. And all of a sudden, Carl Icahn goes from mocking cryptocurrency to announcing he's deep diving into it. Folks watching Washington spend know what's coming. The herd will soon, or in this case later, be headed in the direction away from cash. And aside from gold, which they'll try, there's only one other place they can go, cryptocurrency, to move and hide their value. Note the other announcement recently, the last week of April, that all of a sudden, and I dealt with this in yesterday's podcast, the IRS needs an army. That's right, Joe Biden doubling the size of the IRS in his latest stimulus bill that's proposed and being debated right now, adding an additional 87,000 IRS agents. We only have 74,000 now, along with NSA-style spy powers to track every single transaction in and out of all your accounts. Nothing overlooked, including PayPal and Venmo. What are they anticipating? Same thing. A sudden and perhaps desperate move away from cash. Keep your eye on this, folks. Just five months ago, an announcement by, I don't know, Elon Musk that he was deep diving into, say, Bitcoin was a reflection on Bitcoin. Now, when the skeptics are getting in, it's a reflection on the dollar. That's why you need to pay attention to it. And I'll tell you where they're looking, these billionaires and hedge fund managers. They're looking at Washington. 
Specifically, they're looking at the negotiations this week between the Democrats and the Republicans, which were outrageous. Just three weeks ago, Mitch McConnell derided the Democrats. He's the leader of the Republicans in the Senate um, for inflation and blamed it on them. Then he turned around and proposed spending six hundred billion dollars rather than the two point one trillion Biden wants to spend in his infrastructure package. It took less than a week before old Mitch had gone up to eight hundred billion dollars. And when Biden said no to that a week later, well, today, Mitch is at a trillion. It's white knuckle terrifying for anyone like me who remembers just 11 years ago when Obama spent $820 billion in the stimulus and it caused a fracture in the Republican Party, launched the Tea Party movement and terror about the level of spending. And now Republicans throw out a trillion dollars as the conservative package without batting an eye. And now, incredibly, just 11 years after the stimulus, we're spending about two stimuluses a quarter. That's like four a year at the rate we're going. It looks like what they do in Zimbabwe and Venezuela. And for now, we've gotten a pass. COVID chaos, fog of COVID war, emergency spending. Investors get that. But now, these billionaires and the hedge fund managers and just guys with a lot of cash are looking to see, do we get it? Are we listening to Larry Summers? Do we understand we've got to stabilize now or else? Or will this turn into the looting phase of the coup? You know, after socialist countries have a coup, right? Whoever wins always loots. They used to smash the windows, burn the tires, take the stuff out of the shops. Now they raid the treasury. There's no actual dollars left in the Treasury to loot and steal. Just a printing press that will eventually stop functioning at some point. And all these investors are going to be looking to see if these lunatics in Washington intend to just burn through all the IOUs till there are no more and the Chinese take our printing machine and our reserve currency status and it all crashes and burns. Or do they have any sense of fiscal responsibility? That's what they're looking for. And the cue they'll get, the one that'll set up the next decade, will be whether they pass this package and whether they pay for it with real money or the printing press. Watch this closely. They will be. Thank you for listening to today's Battleground America. Please subscribe and share it with like-minded friends and family everywhere. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.